Distorted grief is when one experiences extreme feelings of guilt or anger, noticeable changes in behavior, hostility towards a particular person, or engages in self-destructive behaviors. Working through distorted grief can be challenging and overwhelming at times. These intense emotions of anger and guilt from distorted grief need to be addressed before normal grief work can begin. Throughout your grieving process, remember, it's a process and take one baby step at a time. You can learn how to manage the grief you are experiencing. That's an excerpt from the show. Today, we'll be discussing distorted grief, and here's the intro. Welcome to Managing My Grief, where it's all about learning to live with grief after experiencing loss. Here's your host, Miss Dilworth. I'm glad you chose to join me for this discussion on distorted grief. Did you know that there are different types of grief? Death alone is challenging to grieve, but there are other losses that occur after losing companionship, such as changes in family roles, financial changes, and loss of dreams of what could be. Keep in mind that the type of grief we'll be discussing isn't good or bad. It's a mere way for you to identify what you are experiencing. When you understand what you are experiencing, it can be used as a grounding place and it can bring normalcy to the experience, which in itself is gratifying and beneficial. Distorted grief is when one experiences extreme feelings of guilt or anger, noticeable changes in behavior, hostility towards a particular person, or engages in self-destructive behaviors. An example of this is a parent losing a child. Unfortunately, in recent years, school shootings have become more and more prevalent. After the shootings, it's common for parents and fellow students to experience distorted grief. Many have intense anger and demonstrate hostility towards the shooter. That internal anger is grief. The outward manifestation, which is hostility towards the shooter, is mourning. Another example is a student who day after day begs their parent to let them stay home. The parent, just like every other day, makes a child go to school. On that particular day, the school shooting takes place and the child dies. The parent then experiences intense guilt and turns to self-destructive behaviors, such as drinking until they black out. Can you hear the grief and mourning? The internal guilt is grief. The outward manifestation, which is drinking until they black out, is mourning. The last example is a wife who pleads with the doctors to do something because she knows that there's something wrong with her husband's health. The doctors run a few tests and share that nothing is wrong. The wife pleads for more tests to be done, but the doctors refuse. The husband dies. The autopsy shows that if more tests would have been ran, a diagnosis of hypertension would have been discovered by the doctors resulting in her husband possibly living longer. The wife now has intense anger and has become aggressive towards anyone in the medical field. The internal anger is grief. The outward manifestation, which is aggression towards anyone in the medical field, is mourning. Let's break down the criteria for distorted grief a little more by using these examples. In all three examples, we can see the students, parents, and wife experience intense anger or guilt. Hostility towards a person can also be seen in the first and third examples, which is another criteria for distorted grief. In the first example, the hostility was towards the shooter. In the third example, the hostility of the wife 
was towards all the people in the medical field. The last criteria we see in the examples is self-destructive behavior. In the second example, the parents internalized the intense guilt they were experiencing and engaged in drinking until blacking out. Again, the purpose isn't to say any of this is good or bad. It's a mere opportunity to explore what distorted grief is and how it's manifested. The criteria for distorted grief that wasn't seen in the three examples is noticeable changes in behaviors. A few examples of this criteria is isolation, disbelief in capabilities, more assertive, or reckless driving. So what to do? Understand that these intense emotions of anger and guilt from distorted grief need to be addressed before normal grief work can begin. Another thing to do is let the anger and guilt out in a healthy way. Let's talk about coping skills for a moment. It's crucial to understand that there are two types of coping skills, healthy and unhealthy. For example, let's say you get really mad and angry at someone and you choose to throw a chair at their head. Is that healthy? or unhealthy? If you answered unhealthy, you are correct. Yes, you may feel better in that moment, but it's unhealthy because you harmed someone. Same situation. You get mad and angry at someone and you choose to go for a walk and listen to music. Is that healthy or unhealthy? If you said healthy, you're correct. You are getting your anger out and you aren't harming anyone. In a later show, we'll go into more detail about coping skills. But for now, I'll name a few coping skills that may help. Keep in mind everything in moderation. Even too much of a healthy thing can turn into an unhealthy thing. A few examples include crying, screaming, and yelling if you need to. Express your feelings of guilt and anger through music, art, poetry, or journaling. If you're more of an active person like myself, exercise, cook, build something, or plant a garden are ways to express anger. Write a letter to the person you're angry with, then rip the letter up. If you're experiencing guilt, write a kind and understanding letter to the past you and read it to yourself. VeryWellHealth.com gave a great overview. It says, whether you express your grief with a safe person you trust or let it out in complete privacy, expressing your feelings is the only way to truly honor your grief and begin to work through it. Another important step is to identify your triggers to getting angry or feeling guilty. Don't hide from the grief. Earlier in one of the examples, we saw a parent engage in substance abuse. Substance abuse allows you to hide from the grief, but only for a moment. Working through distorted grief can be challenging and overwhelming at times. Seek professional support from a licensed mental health therapist to help you navigate it. If you're having suicidal, homicidal, or self-harming thoughts, please go to your nearest emergency for support. Your safety is most important. Lastly, throughout your grieving process, remember it's a process and take one baby step at a time. You can learn how to manage the grief you are experiencing. To connect with me to share your thoughts or to provide suggestions for a future show, contact me at MissDilworth.com. To learn more about grief, click on another show. To attend a grief workshop, go to managingmygrief.net. Have a productive day and live in your greatness.